Witch Next Door, and welcome to Moonday Musings, a mini astrocast every Monday where we take inspiration and dive into the upcoming energy of the cosmos. Hello, 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 everyone. Happy Monday. Happy Moonday. Welcome to another episode of Moonday Musings. I'm Danny. I'm that witch next door, and I'm going to be your cosmic guide this week. And what a week it is. I'm really excited about this week's energy and to get to talk about it uh, for a few reasons. And they're all a little different and yet connect in a really beautiful way. And I just love that about astrology. So first and foremost, let's just dive in by talking about the moon scope a little bit for this week. So we're basically starting right off in the sign of Pisces this week, moving into the sign of Aries. And we're going to be rounding out the week with our Taurus new moon solar eclipse on Saturday the 30th. And I have an eclipse episode for a more in-depth look at eclipse energy, kind of 101, what it is here. I'll make sure I link that eclipse show. Um, you want to, if you, if you're wanting to get started working with eclipses or you've never, uh, you don't quite understand their purpose or meaning, if you will, in witchcraft and magic and, and so forth, you can go ahead and check out that episode. I'm going to kind of piggyback off that today and use that as a jumping off point rather than fresh explaining everything brand new all about eclipses. But what I will tell you is that this is a partial eclipse, which means that it's a partial eclipse changes, uh, you know, what it looks like visually to the naked eye. Um, in the eclipse episode, I also have links in that episode on the resources page in the link hub, um, links to helpful eclipse sources that give you a good visual understanding of what the difference between a partial and a full eclipse looks like for our intents and purposes, however partial, total, doesn't matter. This is an eclipse, which means uh, the, uh, the nodes are aligning and we have a portal opening. Now, there is a lot of hullabaloo in the spiritual community about if you should do spell work or not, or ritual work or not, or manifesting or not under the eclipse. And as always around here, I'm going to tell you to do what your intuition tells you to do. And especially with this being in the sign of Taurus, I'm really going to encourage you this week to tune into and listen to your physical cues, signs, and needs. I'm serious. When was the last time you checked in with your body? Okay. We always think about Taurus being like shelter and home and house, right? And like our physical house. But guess what else is our physical house here on our earth life? Our bodies, our meat bags. These are our houses. We're walking around with them or getting around with them. However, you get around, right? This is the first house to check in with and tend to. So, first and foremost, this being a 
When it's a solar eclipse, it's taking place on a new moon. If it's a lunar eclipse, it's taking place during a full moon, okay? And a new moon, as we know, well, unless this is the first time you're listening to this, a new moon, and you don't know, is when the moon and the sun are conjunct or merged together. They're they're at the same degree in the same sign. A full moon is when the moon and the sun are 180 degrees apart, as far apart as they can get from one another, from a geocentric, from an earth-centric viewpoint, okay? And this is why um, during a full moon, the the moon is fully illuminated by the sun. And during the new moon, we are in the dark because the sun is not illuminating the moon since they're hanging out together. Under a solar eclipse, because this is taking place during a new moon or a dark time during the lunar month, this portal that we open is dark. And I don't mean that in a negative way at all, okay? So I don't want that, especially, I'm serious, with the vibes that this Jupiter and Neptune conjunction is sending out there, and they're hitting me included. Our sensitivities are up right now. So it's very, very easy to get easily fearful, anxious, scared, stressed, worried, what have you right now. But when I say that a new moon eclipse is inherently dark, what I mean is the theme surrounding it. This is during the dark phase of the lunar progression, which means collectively we are going through our monthly or lunarly dark phase as well. And so as this portal opens, I want you to the, here's a few, I'm going to basically give you, instead of a crash course on what an eclipse is, I'm going to try and help you understand where to even begin with this particular uh, eclipse in Taurus, as far as your intentions, any work you can do, um, where to look in your chart, things like that. Okay. So number one, this goes with for any transit, but uh, to see where this Taurus new moon solar eclipse is affecting you in your unique birth chart, you want to go into your app or the website that you're using and you want to use a transit feature, okay? Where it's going to take your birth chart and let you type in the date and time and location of another chart in this case, of the Taurus solar eclipse. And it will layer them on top of one another. It visually looks really, really intimidating and overwhelming to look at transit charts immediately. But I promise when you just break it down into steps like this, it's really not that hard. You don't need to take the whole thing into consideration just yet at you don't have to do that ever if you don't want to. You can work with very focused and specific parts of your chart anytime you like to. So if you're using Time Passages, for example, that's the app that I use and it's a really common one and a lot of people use it. So I'm going to walk you through it. And most apps or websites are similar. So you would go into your chart 
You go and it, you know, when you're on the menu and it's like, oh, go to your chart. You could compare charts. You could go, there's all these options. You want to go to the transits option and it will give you an option to either just auto default to the current date and time right then and there or to enter another date and time. It should default you to whatever your preset location is, okay? Um, And you want to enter in the details of this solar eclipse into that transit date and time. So this is Saturday, April 30th at 2.28 p.m. Mountain Time. So that's 4.28 p.m. Eastern Time and 1.28 p.m. Pacific Time, if you're in the U.S., okay? Just give you some places to jump off from. So Saturday, April 30th, in your time zone for Denver, for Mountain Time, it's 2.28 p.m. You type that in, and it's going to layer the two charts. The first and easiest thing to do is to locate which chart is yours. Just visually get a grasp on it for yourself, okay? In time passages, the chart that we're basing everything off of is that very centermost chart, okay? So you'll be able to go in there and go, oh, look, there's my sun in Scorpio. There's my Venus in Scorpio, right? All those things. And um, that means that the, the next outer ring is the current chart and or for the solar eclipse and where all the planets and luminaries are going to be during this solar eclipse in regards to your chart, where, which houses for you they're going to be in, okay? The degrees that they're at, the signs that they're at, that's the same for everybody. It's just the houses that change. And this makes a lot of sense when we look at, oh, collective transits do affect us all really similarly, but not necessarily exactly. That's because the the stage or the area of life that this transit is taking place in is based on that person's locality, physical location, and their birth chart, their own houses and housing placement and the housing system that they use, okay? So once you get a look at, you've got both charts, now you can see where your natal chart is. You can see the that you've correctly entered in the Taurus partial solar eclipse chart. You want to look for in that current chart, the, the solar eclipse chart, you want to look for the solar eclipse. You're looking for the symbol for the moon and the sun. Um, the moon literally looks like a crescent moon. And the symbol for the sun is a circle with a little dot at the very center of it. Okay. You're looking for that. Wherever that is, whichever house that lands in for you, whatever planets that that looks like for you, right? Because If it happens to be in your second house, for example, and you also have a Taurus moon in your second house and a Taurus Mars in your second house, that means that this eclipse is going to be taking place right around all that for you in your birth chart, okay? This is how you really customize, if you will, these collective transits that your favorite astrologers share with you, okay? The first step to be, or would be to go and look at where it is in your chart. And then some of my next and easy tips for you are, okay, start with the house. What house is it in? Are you familiar with the characteristics of this house? And honestly, even if you are, 
I challenge you to look it up fresh again anyways, because you never know what information is going to jump out at you, okay? Um, And kind of just freshen up on, oh yeah, what is the second house all about? That's where the so-and-so placement is for me, right? Or my second house is empty. I don't have anything in my second house. This eclipse is taking place in my second house. What does that mean? right? Start then, get on Google and start looking up what are empty houses in astrology. What does that mean? Um, You can look up, you can listen to that eclipse episode. You can go to, you can get more information or sorry, information that too. You can get more inspiration by researching eclipses specifically. Research partial solar eclipse in Taurus and read a few different articles. I guarantee a bunch are going to show up. And I guarantee a bunch, like I said, of your favorite astrologers are going to be sharing about this information. They're going to be talking about the partial solar eclipse in Taurus. Listen to what they're saying. Listen to their podcast episodes. Watch their lives on Instagram. Read their captions on social media. Actually open their email newsletter. You know what I mean? And and read their report on this, um, on this Taurus partial solar eclipse. Because... Tons of those people are putting out really quality educational content that could have really helpful journal prompts for you. They might have affirmations for your specific sun sign or your or your rising or your moon or whatever it might be. Okay. So this it this has been my my little using the eclipse as inspiration. This has been my little crash course today on Moonday Musings on how to go further with the transits when someone like me here on a show just like this talks to you about these different um, astrological aspects and transits that are coming up, okay? For this new moon, partial solar eclipse in Taurus, we are specifically visiting themes around stability, sustainability, our practicality, our resourcefulness, our willingness to change what we're rooted in, what we will will not change on, what we will not budge on. These are the different kinds of themes that will come up. And to get more specific, look at uh, the house in your birth chart that Taurus is in, okay? All right, everybody. I hope that this was helpful. Please, please, please do not hesitate to reach out to me um, and let me know. Give me any feedback if this was helpful. Um, If you'd like more on this, uh, maybe we could do a little bit longer of an episode on something like this if you like that. Um, But I, it's, it can be overwhelming getting into transit work, especially visually, just because the chart looks a little bit complicated. But I promise if you break it down into steps like this and you start by just focusing on concentrated areas of your chart, um, you're going to really find that you're going to integrate and apply all of this astrological information so much more effectively in your life and not just feel like you're just listening to it and thinking about it and not really knowing how to actually use it. Okay. Use your chart for the sole tool that it is. It really is just this key of information to offer you direction and clarity and insight and inspiration in all things human life and experience. It's really amazing. (laughs) Uh, All right. And it's also beyond human life. I just was trying to 
specify it to each of you beautiful humans. All right, everybody, let me know, please, if you have any questions on any of this. I am here for you. You know that I'm just right next door. Uh, Please, please, I hope that you have a beautiful week. I hope you can allow yourself some rest and really tune into your body and meet whatever physical needs that you may uniquely have right now. I hope that you all stay safe. I hope you have fun and stay magical out there. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Moonday Musings. If you like what you heard here today, make sure you follow and subscribe to the show, That Witch Podcast. I put out a total, including Moonday Musings, of three episodes every single week. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is to share online, on social media, or share with friends that you think would enjoy it as well. And make sure you head over to Apple and Spotify, where you can also leave a five-star review. Make sure you are subscribed to my email list for more astro forecast, cosmic tips, and witchy inspiration. Visit thatwitchnextdoor.com for more info. Thanks, everyone. 